Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by Millions James, the exploding unicorn, Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by Millions, Steve Dash, Rinko Lieber. He said he was going to be here, and then he's not here, and then I'm, I'm sitting around with... Oh, oh, hey, 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 everybody, welcome. Back to Wrong and Wronger. I'm just finishing my sandwich from the Amish place down the road, and uh, I guess we're going to record now. This is the podcast that we professionally handle every episode as if it is a polished Hollywood production. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even eat a sandwich right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I am Steve Heimlich Olivas, and he is James fiddling while Rome burns Breakwell. James, I have to compose myself with my red solo cup here. How are you doing today? Well, I need you to promise me something, Steve. I need you to promise me that if you do manage to die while recording, that your wife will send me that video so the episode will go on. Oh, my God. Well, James, I have updates for you. I was curious about your <coughs> favorite kind of sandwich, now that I have a sandwich that's lodged <laughs> deep in my windpipe. And uh, I have a UPS driver update. As uh, I was telling you the story before we started, and he said, does he live on the ranch too? All kinds of things happening in the evil spirit, poltergeist infested <laughs> ranch. But I, I, I want to know what's going on in your life, James. Well, I'm listening to you choke to death. I don't know why you thought you could eat and talk at the same time. Like that, I'm, I, 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 you're not a ventriloquist. You're, you're barely a regular functional human being. I don't know that I would trust you to eat without talking. Just to eat on its on your own, like that seems dicey. But to eat while talking, you thought you could pull that off. So I guess... Uh, Props to you for big dreams. What I'm doing currently, uh, a minute or two ago, I did threaten to ground my kids for the rest of the Ooh. summer. The su- Whoa, rest of the summer don't. is only two days. So it's, oh. they go back to school Thursday. So, what? yeah, the, the, the threat isn't as powerful as, as it should be. But I, I, did, uh, I did like being able to say that. And I meant it. I gave them a simple task to do when there were four of them to do it. So logically, rather than accomplishing it in 30 seconds they spent 12 minutes fighting and uh which is spectacular so them going back to school will be the best event of my life but i want to hear about the worst events from yours oh god james and uh, let me just close the anecdote about your daughters there is a principle in psychology called diffusion of responsibility and so uh if you have a heart attack in a subway you should do it in front of one person instead of in front of 10 because all 10 people will assume someone else will take charge and nobody will help you if there's 10 people. If there's one person, they now feel obligated to take charge and do something. So my point is, when you have a task like that, you may be better off assigning it to one daughter instead of to all four daughters or uh, to pick four tasks and assign one to each rather than have all of them want the other one to do all the heavy lifting. So you've just created an additional 40 minutes of work for me. So I either have to invent three other tasks or leave it with one task and then have the four kids fight about who will do the one task. If I create four tasks, they'll fight over who does which one. If I randomly assign them, they'll complain about who got which task. I mean, there there is no solving this Rubik's Cube, Steve. I mean, do you think I haven't tried this before? The thought has hasn't crossed my mind 
Oh, I thought I was being helpful, but your kids are diabolical. Yes, games. yes, they are specifically <laughs> engineered uh, to make my life hard. <laughs> And the engineering they have for that is my own DNA. It is being used back against me. This entire situation is my fault. But really, they're good kids, except for right now, because they very much need to go back to school. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe your school starts that early, but... Actually... we're, yeah, go ahead. we're a week after like the main Indianapolis schools. I think they're going to a year round schedule. So they started like they've been in there for a week oh. already. And we do this oh funny thing. God. We start on a Thursday, mm. which is very strange, but I don't make the rules. Mm. I just drop off my kids when they say I can drop them off at the earliest possible moment and then leave them there as long as possible. <laughs> with tires peeling out in the yes. parking lot, you laughing like a mad scientist on your way to Applebee's to get margaritas at 10 in the morning. Fantastic. Well, James, we have come to an impasse with the gate opener. Ooh. And uh, the gate guy is here right now, and he stopped me as I was pulling up <clears throat> from running errands this morning. And he said, I won't do his accent, although I do a pretty good impersonation of him, <laughs> that... Uh, and uh, I was just talking to our UPS guy about this. That gate opener has not worked for more than maybe five days in a row since November of last year. Wow. And the guy has been out no fewer, and I'm not exaggerating, no fewer than 10 times to try to fix it. And all it is <coughs> is like a garage door opener on the gate. So you push the button, the gate opens. You push the button, the gate closes. Mm-hmm. Have not been able to get that thing to work ever, 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 ever. He's replaced every part in it twice. And today he said, Steve, I have one more part to put on here. I've been doing this 30 years. I've never had a gate opener I couldn't fix until I met yours. I don't know what's wrong with it or how to fix it. So if this part doesn't work, I'm taking everything off your gate, putting it in my truck, and I'm just going to write you a check for what you paid for all of this. Wow. I'm reimbursing all your money. You can hire someone else and uh, see if their <laughs> gate opener works. That uh, That is pretty extreme. I, I Did he not try? I mean, presumably he has more than one gate opener. Did he just not try to put a different gate opener on there? Apparently. Well, I don't... He's replaced every component of this one, and it must be the right opener for the size and weight of our gate because he's been doing this for 30 years. So, no, I haven't, but Mrs. Steve is already... I'm actually looking through our plate glass window here into the living room, and she is on her computer probably looking for another gate opener company or gate company that will add an opener to our gate and see how rolling the dice with them works. I, it'll probably piss off the poltergeist that lives here on Rattlesnake Ranch or the demons or the evil spirits or whatever is going on. But we're going to tempt fate and give it another shot before we pack it in and just padlock that gate every single time. So before you hire a company like that, are you required by law to disclose that your ranch is haunted? No, you know... You have to disclose if there's been a suicide in a house. Really? I think. It, it might be that there's been a death in the house. I'm fairly certain suicide is also explicitly stated on the contract. But evil spirit and demonic possession, 
not specifically laid out in any homeowner's contract. So I don't believe we have to disclose that to a gate opening company. I mean, I could see why the suicide would need to be on there because maybe <clears throat> you just give up on the property. You try to replace the gate one one too many times and uh, and that's that. So I, I can see, I mean, that's a, if there's if there's been a, a terrible incident in the house like that, you could think maybe, maybe it's the house's fault and maybe this is where yeah. that road leads. But you owe us a story about a UPS driver as well the ups driver who drove through the broken gate he did he was up here uh, the reason that we didn't record on time is our ups guy jamie drove up and i haven't seen him since may and uh his replacement told me i said where's jamie when the <laughs> kid some kid drove up my driveway in a ups truck yeah he's probably 22 uh, but he said oh he hurt his ankle so i thought all right i'll see jamie next week so jamie pulls up today and uh I said, hey, how's your ankle, man? And he said, oh, I got to get these screws taken out. I think I'm allergic to them. And I wow. said, what? So apparently he rolled a Polaris. Uh, I do live in the country, James. Yes. And uh, he rolled a Polaris on top of himself, and he has no memory of any of it. His son saw him and came out. His uh, ankle was sort of snapped. The thing rolled over his head, and he had, like, his uh, scalp was torn and he has stitches up the side of his head. He wow. said uh, he had CAT scans on his back because he hurt his back, but apparently it's okay. And the biggest irritation for him is that he won't be fully... Mo <laughs> I can't say this with a straight face, James, but I swear to God, he's angry because his ankle won't be fully mobile for muzzleloader season in November <laughs> if he doesn't get those screws out. So he's, he's going to get the screws taken out. And I said don't you need the screws? And he said, nah, nah, I don't need those. So that's that's going to be the end of that. I mean, I'm pretty sure the surgeon just put them in there for fun. He's like, you know what? Let's stick these in there. You don't need them, but you know, maybe that's... I, uh, Mrs. Steve has uh, like a whole toolbox full of screws holding her stuff together, but apparently he's only got two and they're somewhat superfluous. Well, that's good to know. And he, as a UPS driver, would know what's best for the structural integrity of his ankle. <laughs> they give you a lot of medical training at UPS school, so he's, he's in good hands with himself. Uh, he might be out here turkey hunting with me this fall, so I'll give you an update on how he's hobbling around by then. Yeah, well, you had a you had a situation of your own of a medical nature. I don't know if we talk about that on here or not. I I forget which crises you put out to the general public oh, and which ones God. you can find to me in text. <laughs> no, I I have also I mentioned it to the general public also. But yeah, dude, I forgot it happened right after we recorded last time. It happened last Wednesday, and uh, I had a kidney stone. And before I tell the story, and I'll make the story quick, but have you ever had a kidney stone, James? No, because I am young and healthy and not a trillion years old. <laughs> well, I appreciate you working a little dig in the story for me. But uh, so I've never had one either. Like not one that caused pain. I, I've shot a couple kidney stones out over the last 15 years or so. Didn't think anything of it. But this one, holy smokes. So I was in the middle of uh, recording the audio book for one of my rock stars books mm -hmm. so he was in my office he was going through the script or the book and i'm recording and i'm sitting and all of a sudden it feels like someone punched me like in the kidney like the left lower back it just felt like someone hit me and i was like oh my god hmm. so i stood up 
and uh, I started pacing because there was nothing I could do to, to ease the pain. I couldn't lean, I couldn't sit. Actually sitting made it worse. And standing sort of alleviated the pain. And uh, <clears throat> he just muscled right through. He hardly noticed, he just kept reading his stuff. <laughs> And uh, after about a half an hour of that, the pain went away. And I'm like, whew, all right, bullet dodged. I don't know what that was, but I don't care anymore. I sat down and probably 15 minutes later, it came back with teeth. And uh, same thing, I was sweating. I was in so much pain. Wow. And finally I said to him, Sandy, we gotta stop. And he was like, what? <laughs> and I'm, I'm dying over here. I think I have a kidney stone. And he went, oh, uh, okay. And uh, then he went and peed because he's smug that way. And uh, <laughs> we bid each other adieu and he left. And I curled up on my office floor and I literally, man, I could not find any position that took that pain away. It was so intense. And I texted Mrs. Steve and I said, I don't think I can drive, but I gotta cancel all my patients today because I literally cannot sit. I'm sort of stuck here. And she said, well, I'm gonna come get you. And of course, I live like an hour and five minutes from my house, mm. or I, I work an hour and five minutes. I'm like, you can't get here very fast. And she said, I'm on my way and I'm bringing drugs. And Ooh. I said, ah, I don't need any drugs. So five minutes later, I texted her uh, an expletive and then said, bring the drugs. <laughs> <laughs> she got there with my son because someone had to drive my car home. And uh, she gave me a giant pill and said, take half of it. And I said, that's for pussies. And I took the whole thing. And uh, that was almost the last thing I remember for the rest of the night. But eventually it just went away. And then the next day, speaking of mus muzzle loaders and musket fire. Oh, I don't want to hear there the was end of like this. A <laughs> <laughs> I felt a little bit of pressure building and then pow, this rock. And I called it the rock of Gibraltar <laughs> came out. And uh, my proudest moment was, or my, the, the proudest part of this for me was there was no blood. So apparently I was able to birth this sucker <laughs> and that filled me with just a little bit of masculine pride, James Breakwell. Oh, I, I just, <laughs> I, I'm so afraid to ask follow-up questions. <laughs> like, are you, are you okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm 100%. I'm good as new. Why do you keep making these kidney stones? What what poor life choice have you made that's led to this moment? I don't know what causes them, uh, but I will say two things. One, Mrs. Steve goes to the emergency room roughly once every two to three years with a kidney stone. Oh, and uh, she goes for the good drugs. And the number two is... I have been dehydrating a lot lately because I've been out on the BAM and it's 100 degrees and I don't bring water and I just kind of think, well, I'll drink when I drink. But uh, I'm not going to do that anymore because I wonder if my kidneys are sort of grinding gears looking for fluids and without them, whatever is supposed to wash through ends up staying static and then building into these damn rocks. Yeah, that's uh, that's terrifying. But have you considered that one cause of kidney stones is poltergeist? Uh, definitely the painful type, except it happened at the office rather than at the house. Oh, Had it happened oh. at the house, the, the gate opener would have malfunctioned to the point that the gate wouldn't have opened. And so the ambulance would have been stuck down there and I'd have been stuck up here. And then life flight would have come in and gotten tangled in some high tension power wires and exploded. And eventually I would have died. You know what? I am, 
I'm going to regret this question for the rest oh, of my life. How, I can't wait now. How big was the rock? Uh, I didn't take a tape measure to it, but it was, mm, let's see. I'm trying to think of something that is roughly equivalent in size. If, uh, if you cut the tip off of a jalapeno pepper, that was about the size. Like it was sort of oblong, which probably <laughs> helped its rifling. And, uh, but it was long, like, uh, <laughs> like a mini ball just fired out of there. <laughs> yeah. Have some spiral to it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I, I got the urethra rifle when uh, we had the surgery a couple few years ago. <laughs> just shattering <Yeah>. your toilet. <laughs> well, I, I could shoot a perfect spiral with a Nerf ball out of it right now, James. Oh, okay. A Nerf football. Yeah. So. We are done with this topic forever. (laughs) (laughs) So that's what's going on with me, man. Not much, you know, just another Tuesday. Man, I actually, I went to the doctor today, which is weird for me because I never, ever go to the doctor for anything. I don't even have a primary care doctor. They always ask me, who's your primary care doctor? And I, I just don't have one. I uh, I went last year when I fell during that race, and I thought I broke my leg, and they told me I was just a wimp, and my leg was fine. But I went today because <laughs> my wrists have been bothering me, and they've they they've well, mainly it's my left one. It bothers me from time to time. It's been going on for a couple of years, and I always thought the main problem was how I held my phone. That I'm you know on it from time to time for Twitter, and I would twist my hand around. It's one of those large phones, and my my wrist would start to hurt, and then I would you know put my phone down for a few weeks and be more sensible and the pain would kind of go away and then it flared up and it would go away and this any this last time it flared up and it got bad enough i was at the gym and usually i can kind of are you in another hurricane oh damn it am i (laughs) maybe this is going to be a thing with us uh james and steve in the wind tunnel (laughs) it is kind of a wind tunnel i'm in my covered porch and the wind sort of shoots through it's nice because it keeps it relatively cool on hot summer days but it probably is uh counterproductive when it comes to recording a podcast i shouldn't even mention it because the one that i hear isn't actually the one that records the podcast audio so it's possible that one's not picking up any wind at all and that as always the disruption is me and not nature but who knows Oh, all right. But, but I w- uh, please, tell me about uh, what you did to hurt your wrist. Yeah, and you know, I do all sorts of stupid stuff. I lift weights. I, I, I do, uh, you know, martial arts. And we roll around with jujitsu and stuff and crank on them. But I never actually hurt it there. Like, it always feels fine there. But this this one time at the gym, like, it, it was hurting some. And I went in, and for the first time ever, I couldn't lift anything. Like, one of my my, my wrists just wouldn't work. And it doesn't matter oh, how geez. strong your arms are. Well, it wouldn't work. It worked. It just it was incredibly painful. Like, and I realized suddenly, you know, there's this weak point. Like, it doesn't matter how strong your arms are. If your wrists can't bear weight, it's kind of useless. And if also trying to lift a barbell with one hand is not going to happen. So I was like, okay, this was right before we went on the cruise. I was like, well, I'm not, I'm not going to work out on the boat. So I've got like, you know, eight or nine days off. Not a big deal. So I didn't do anything for eight or nine days. They have a gym on the boat, James. They do not on little boats like that. There was literally no gym of any kind. And so I just, uh, I just kind of just, you know, I didn't lift anything that I, I, 
that I could avoid. But every once in a while, I do something you know, like you're on a plane and you've just got to get that carry on luggage down or you're going to be beaten to death by 25 <laughs> passengers behind you. And I'd grab it. It's not heavy at all, but I have this horrible shooting pain down my wrist or like it would be weird things like I'm on the plane and buckled up and I need to like reach into my pocket for something and it would bend just right. It would hurt so oh. bad. And finally, uh, I mean, it gradually got a little better, but it was still sharp if I if I bent it just right. And uh, finally, uh, my wife got tired of hearing me complain. She's like, "You're going to go to the doctor." I was like, oh. "I just I, <laughs> obviously my plan for anything is to ignore it until it either goes away or I die." But she I'm insists, still here, yeah, by the way. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. See, it, it worked for you. So I uh, I scheduled an appointment with the orthopedic guy we go to for all my kids when they break a leg or an arm every other week. The one where they just so recognize us right away. By first name. And, and I went in there this time, and he said, you know, you basically expected me to trot out a child. It's like, no, I'm here for me this time. <laughs> and I went back there, and so I, my two fears in order at the doctor is that there's nothing wrong and that there's something wrong. Because honestly, going to the doctor (laughs) and then telling you, so by the way, there's nothing wrong with you. You're a hypochondriac. You know, there's it's in your head or you're you're a wimp or something. That's that's the biggest fear. It's like, oh, there's nothing there. They went there this time. He's moving it around. He's like, oh no. Yeah, yeah, there's something. I was like, all right, victory. And I was like, oh wait, now there is actually something wrong. So I think I've got um I have both wrists hurt in the same spot, but for like completely separate reasons. Apparently the right wrist, which usually doesn't hurt, but does right now if I twist it in a certain position. Like it's perfectly good if I do anything except like stupid motions you wouldn't think of. Like if I put my hand out flat like this and you hand me something of the lightest weight you can imagine. Like the other day it was like a pack, an eight pack of buns. I put that on there and I felt like my wrist was going to snap off. I can't hold weight in that one position. Wow. Apparently the tendon's just inflamed. Not a big deal. I can't go to the gym for four to six weeks. I got a license to be lazy. Okay, I can deal with that. My yeah. other hand, the one that's been hurting me off and on for years, as I twist it around, it, it hurts in a completely different way. It's like uh, when I make a different bending motion with it or when I like load it up to like uh, – if I were to push open a door with it and bend it back there, it hurts like on the pinky side down there. It's like, oh, yeah, you've got, uh, you've got like a tendon issue. It's actually the opposite tendon from the other side. Even though it's on the same spot, there's like a back – a back tendon and a front wow. tendon. I don't know medical terms. So we're just going to go with back and front. So on the one side, the one that's going to get better on its own is like the back tendon. No big deal. Just leave it alone. The other one, the front tendon, he's like, yes, you probably need an MRI. You might need surgery. It's like, oh, okay. So that's good. So apparently uh, my strategy of uh, from, from the past three years of just when it hurts, just kind of ignoring it for a while until it gets a little better was not the right yeah, move. Yeah. And there's probably something structural. Oh. And I was like, did I, did I injure myself? Did I do something and not notice it? And he's like, no. Just, you know, everybody's joints are different and can take a different amount of wear and tear. And apparently I'm on the bad end of the amount of wear and tear it can take. It's not like I've lived a terribly rough and tumble lifestyle, but apparently even (laughs) even my life of ease and leisure was too much for that wrist. And then uh, going to the gym and loading heavy weights on it was not a good plan. So he said, I can go to the gym and I can do legs. I can't do arms. So I'm going to go and be the leg guy. I'm going to get, I'd say I'm going to go get huge <laughs> on the bottom and just tiny on top and be horribly off balance. But the truth is I've been going to the gym for a lot of years now and nobody could even tear, tell. So there will be no difference whatsoever. <laughs> I, will, I will look as weak and as out of shape as ever, but I will know that I'm not going. And then uh, supposedly in the coming weeks, there will be an MRI and they'll tell me if I've actually got got to get surgery or whatever and apparently that popping oh my sound God. my wrist makes 
is not supposed to happen. He's like, yeah, that's that's your tendon snapping back and forth, I think. It's like, oh, okay, so I'll I'll stop popping it then. Well, is that like a factory defect, or did you do something to make it start popping like that? It didn't used to pop as much, but I, you know, you're going to be familiar with this. As you get older, things just get less what? resilient, and a joint that probably worked fine several years ago, oh, over time, yeah, it just is, has it's now working uh, you, you less well. <laughs> I'm a trillion years old, but look at this, huh? huh? <laughs> you got, look at you. You've that. got two perfectly fine wrists. And honestly, I've discovered that if you're going to have one part of your body go bad, the wrists are a really bad part. They're kind of like, like their whole upper body is pretty much useless if the part where they connect to the hands is no good. Now, I will I say, can think of worse. I will yeah, say okay. this, though. My other big fear from all of this was that I was going to go in there. And so, first of all, the, my, me holding my phone wasn't what was actually hurting it. It just hurt because my wrist was already, you know, bad. It wasn't uh-huh. because I was damaging it. But I did not wreck my hands writing. That's what I thought was going to happen. He's like, well, you're an idiot, and you're sitting here typing books and all this, and you did this to yourself. Nothing to do with it. I can still do things that don't hurt. Typing doesn't hurt. So I can kill, still not kill, I can still keep sending out those newsletters that you never read. So this is this means nothing to you, but will probably be very exciting for Judy P and a few other people. I was unaware you even had a newsletter, so this is all news to me. I was actually frantically trying to record the audio version of it before we recorded. You messaged me when I was right in the middle of it. I was like, if I stop now, it's going to sound different when I come back. It's going to be all messed up. But you know what? Steve's that important. I will try to record this whole thing in 15 (laughs) minutes and get back to you, but I couldn't do it. I made it like a third of the way through because I kept messing up, so... Now we're here. Now I'll go back to the other thing. And people will be like, why do you sound completely different in the middle? And it's because of you. All because of you. James, uh, before we sign off, and I know it's time to go, but look up a weightlifter named Tom Platz, P-L-A-T-Z. And uh, when I used to read Muscle and Fitness magazine back in the 80s, he was one of the big names out in the world of bodybuilding. But he built his whole upper body by working on his lower body. Oh, yeah. And his big claim to fame were how big his thighs were (laughs) but uh, he was stacked and ripped with his upper body he probably did a little bit to manicure but he uh, he built all that upper body muscle by just doing stuff for his legs so he might uh, he might be an inspiration for the new you you know, I've been doing lower body stuff for a long time with zero results. So uh, (laughs) (laughs) maybe, maybe I should follow somebody else's plan. I might actually look him up. All right. Well, you're like seven feet tall. Your muscles are too long. You, you need to really bear down and shrink, James. I li- then I think you'll be able to build. I like all explanations that make my lack of results not my fault. So I'm going to go with yes. that. All right. Well, speaking of things that are not anybody's fault, it's not your fault that we have to let you go here. In (laughs) fact, it's probably to your benefit that we have to let you go here, and thus we shall. So until we meet again, and we will, it is spoken and thus it is so. This is Steve Olivas, Dr. Steve, doing his best Yule Brenner for James Charlton Heston Breakwell saying thanks for watching. He doesn't get the reference because he's too young. Thanks for listening and probably not Catholic enough. And as always, remember, two wrongs can make a right. <laughs>